This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek, show number 383, recorded on December 20th, 2018. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy at TV studios. And if you can't tell from my voice, super struggling tonight. I was not about to let a cold uh, wipe out a podcast. So, well, maybe I'll do a little less talking. I know if you listen long enough, you know that's probably not possible. But uh, a little less talking tonight. We'll rely on Mike and our guest tonight. But, of course, we... Post a show with world-class show notes out at theaverageguy.tv. Don't forget, you can join us on the mobile app as well. If you haven't downloaded that yet, best way to listen on the road and easiest way to get the podcast, uh, no matter where you're at, if you want to stream it. Of course, um, all that provided by Spreaker and our Patreon subscribers help me pay for it. Head out to homegadgetgeeks.com and uh, download that app today. Get it on your phone, even if you only use it once a year. It's like Christmas. like. You want to do it, so download at homegadgetgeeks.com, and we thank our Patreon subscribers for that as well. Big thanks to Mike Howard last week, who came in and talked about uh, about photography and sports shoots and mirrorless. We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight, mirrorless cameras. And so, Mike, thanks for jumping in here last night. Always good to have you on, and some good gift ideas. It might be, Mike, with it being December 20th, Five days away. I've got a Christmas story. I'll have to tell a little bit later, maybe in the in the post show on crypto. But um, it's getting a little close, right? We 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 got to get gifts now. Is that the way it works? We're the guys here. We got to get now. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. It's got, it kind of snuck up on me this year. I don't know why. I feel like I didn't realize that this is coming up like on Tuesday. Kind of crazy. So yeah, I still have some shopping. I definitely have to do. Oh, I don't think I don't think we're alone though, Jim. I think there's a lot of people that are. I think I think they are. Addie Saucedo is back uh, with us. She's been on a bunch of times before. Addie, I was looking. I think uh, last time you were on three thirty two, which is October twenty seventh of last year welcome back and is all your christmas shopping done yes it's i'm really excited to be back i think this is my fourth time which Ooh. yeah i love being on the show i was telling you this yesterday i really enjoy the show i enjoy listening to you mike and your special guests um christmas yes i'm thankfully done as of i think uh sunday night so all done I'm in the clear. It's just a matter of thinking of what are what am I going to cook for the family? <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. That's good to hear. I would say the fifth time on Home Gadget Geeks get you a free T-shirt. But since you're the T-shirt person for the show, I don't think too many people know that we had a bunch of people buy T-shirts the first go around. You set that up and made that work for me, mostly because I'm too much of an idiot to get those kinds of things done. Uh, but Addie, thanks for for doing that. We had some folks buy it. I think maybe we'll talk a little bit about the end of the show. Maybe we have some uh, some ideas on some new offerings. Is that is it too early to say something, or can we say something at the end of the show, Addie? What do you think? Can we can we tell them at the end of the show? What do you think? You can tell them at the end. Okay, I'm losing your audio a little bit, so um, I, I don't know what's going. Do you have a do you have a um, do you have a gate or anything on that thing? Because it. Oh, it's it's the gates being a little aggressive. We'll let you figure that out and come back in here in just a second. Well, I am definitely not 
Oh, well, I guess I am kind of ready. We did a new thing for Christmas this year where Sarah actually wrapped the gifts as they came in, as opposed to waiting until Christmas Eve. Oh, Mike, so I don't know. Is your, tra- is your tradition like wait till Christmas Eve or do you even have one? Yeah. Uh, no, Hannah's pretty on top of it, to be honest. So we'll go in spurts, right? Like we'll get all the stuff in and, and Hannah's been wrapping probably, you know, every, every three or four days. So we are, we've started to have, you know, the pile under the tree for people. Um, this year for her side, actually that trip to Nashville, we just kind of considered that everyone's, you know, we went on a trip just last weekend. That was kind of everyone's gift to each other. So that made that actually pretty easy. So a little less wrapping there. Uh, but yeah, Hannah's pretty on top of it. Um, she does not let me wrap. I am the worst rapper ever. Uh, I, you know, it, it looks like I'm cutting like a second grader, not even probably a second grader could probably outcut me. I just can't. And then if for some reason it's like my measurements don't add up, you know, that whole, uh, measure twice, yeah. cut once kind of thing. I don't, you do can that. lawyer, but you can't rap. Up. I can lawyer, but I can't rap. So well, we won't, we won't hold that uh, against you. Addy, let's check your mic. Are we, are we back with you? Does it sound good? Does yeah, it sound better? Go. Yeah, yeah no, that's great. Okay. That's that's uh, super great. Addy, do you do you you know this is the Christmas of front door boxes, right? I mean, everybody's doing everything online. Do you have some kind of something on your on your porch to make sure it's being watched? How do you how do you handle packages coming in? The Yi cameras, and I I don't believe how I think I heard them on your show. I heard them sometime years ago. The Yi camera, which which is essentially the Nest camera. They, built by the same manufacturer, they just put their own brand name on it. It's uh, there's no subscription unless you want the subscription, but it's a one-time. Just buy the camera HD, and it depends on the one that you get. But I have one that you can rotate as if somebody's walking by, then it follows them, or you can just keep it still and then move the camera later if you like. Uh, but that's definitely pointing at the porch. Um, I, I have two, just making sure that it grabs like the blind spots, just in case anybody tries to get a little smart. <laughs> are they are they visible? Um, do you, so that people can see that it is being because I think that's half the deterrent, right? Yeah, yeah. So one is visible, and that instantly I see people's character, even their face expression and their whole body language just changes the second they see the first camera. They're like, yeah. "Oh, I'm being watched." <laughs> Yeah, Mike. I know you're. I know you got your porch covered, right? Couple, couple different ways. Totally. Yep. I've got got them all. And then I, I'm the type. I'm like the cranky old man in the neighborhood too. Like I got the signs, like 24 hour surveillance, like on my fence. I got the Simply Safe yard sign out front. Like if they don't know, and you know, mine are not hidden. They are up in the eaves a little bit. Like I don't want them to be an eyesore. Uh, but you know, if you see the sign, you'll see the sign. If you look anywhere, you'll you'll pick a camera. And I'm, I've got the whole house. Um, except for one side, which I won't tell people which side of my house isn't Ooh. covered. But uh, <laughs> every every side, but but one is is covered. We took the Z Moto Cam, which we had talked about here on Home Gadget Geeks. I moved that to the front door. It is actually, and it's on the inside, so I didn't even post it outside. It sits right on the window, kind of the window sill. It's got a great shot of the whole front. I can see people coming up steps. It, that was awesome. Then I moved that. Uh, is it a D-Link camera that we bought the, that time on the show? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so, Addy, we're bad about it, too. We buy stuff <laughs> on the show, right? I bought this <laughs> during the show. It was one of the deals that was in the That's group. That's dangerous, I think. Well, it, is super, it is super dangerous. And I've been surprised, Jim, on that camera. That was not rated as an outdoor camera, but I have it outside on my patio. It's right up. You've been in my backyard, like right up by my TV, actually. It looks right out on the couch. And, uh, I mean, it's, you know, our weather that we've had here, it's been, now that area doesn't get wet. The, there's, they can't get any snow, but it's been in, you know, 
five, 10 degree weather already. And it's fine. It's always up and running and, and functions great in the summer. It was super hot. It still didn't overheat. So it's been a pretty good little camera. And usually with these cameras, the, when they are not weatherproof, they fog up, right? Is when it gets hot and cold. And this one has not fogged up. It's been a pretty, and it's outside running on Wi-Fi. So the Wi-Fi range is even strong enough to reach inside. So I've been really impressed with that little D-Link camera. Yeah, I, I was there. there. Uh, yeah, it's right by the TV. Okay. So that there's a power strip that's hidden right gotcha. behind the sound bar. And yeah, those uh, do require an external plug. They do. Um, yeah. I, I move mine into the garage and, you know, it's on a little hinge, which you can mount the back to something and then yep. hinge it the way you want it, which is really, really cool. And so I put that in the garage. I had the Zmoto in the garage and I just switched them and just swapped them. And so, but that points down two big red lights when you come in, you know, so Sarah noticed, she's like, why are you watching the garage? I'm like, I've always been watching the garage. Um, uh, so, and that's indoor. It's a better, better cam in there. It works really, really well. So it was a good, uh, good swap. The other thing I did is I made sure she had the app on her phone so she could check. Cause she was always like, Hey, can you check the porch? I'm like, no, I can't check the porch eight times a day. <laughs> like, and so we put the app on her phone and now she can check it. So that, uh, that works out pretty well. And I'm you not can make those POE, a form of POE. They make these splitters that have the like the power plug and the Ethernet, and then on the other, and then you just run one Ethernet line on the other end. It's got the Y again. You plug one into power, one into Ethernet. So you can. I've done that actually on some of my cameras. Have that same sort of general setup, and, and it works works pretty well. So that way you don't have to plug into an outlet right by the camera. Uh, you just got to run one Ethernet cord, which is sometimes easier to run than the power. Uh, Addy, we may talk about it tonight, but is Santa bringing you anything for yourself? I mean, we we all talk about this stuff, right? Like, oh, I bought this. Sometimes I buy more expensive stuff for me than I do for anybody in the family, right? <laughs> so, do you have? Like, I admit it. I admit it. Are you buying any any Christmas gifts for yourself that you're that tech wise that you're? It you're it was the can the Canon camera that I took the. I just said, you know what? I'm going to buy this for myself. I think I. I not only deserve it, but um, I, I'm going to put a lot of use to it. And I didn't want to put that on my Christmas list for others to buy because I know it's expensive. So, yeah, I got the Canon M50. Sweet. Oh, very nice. Sweet. Yeah, we're going to talk about that here at the third the third part of the show. I don't do this very often, but we have a kind of plan tonight. So we're going to get an update on Podcast Planner. And, and uh, Addie has some uh, technology she's using with that. We're going to talk a little. Last time she was on the show, we kind of talked her into buying some of those TP-Link. I think those TP-Link plugs. Yeah. So we'll talk about that, and then we'll come back around to your camera. So I almost never foreshadow what we're going to do on the show, but Addie and I did such a good job of planning. I should probably <laughs> tell you about it. Addie, give us a quick update. You're doing the podcast planner. You're also working at Simplecast, and that's yeah. kind of new since we got here. We're not. Don't everybody just turn this off because you think we're going <laughs> to talk about podcasting. All right, stop stop just keep listening it's not going to be about podcasting but uh um eddie give us a quick update on you the podcast planner and then you, you did you're you are using some technology in your business so talk a little bit about that yeah so this is my sixth year in podcasting um my third year for the podcast planner promoting that business and the planner itself teaching podcasters and one element when it comes to podcasting is the, the planning phase and just getting things like out of your head and into a process that gets you creating content or whatever it is faster. And I was at um, down in LA and I ran into a moleskin store. I was like, whoa, okay. So, you know, I love planners. I buy a lot of planners, physical books to write in and journal. And then they, I found two notebooks that really caught my attention. 
And then after the guy demonstrated, it like opened my eyes and my thoughts of like, wow, this is how I can digitize. Cause I do have, like, I have Evernote on my computer. I have the Bear app on my computer. I have a lot of writing apps on not only my computer, but my phone. And it's not that I'm against that. It's just that I love to have physical things to write in and not get distracted by technology. I, I do put a lot of limitations when it comes to notifications and checking my phone often or my computer often. So I do believe in a lot of physical formed, you know, writing and taking notes. And then I found uh, the guy demonstrated this notebook, uh, which is the Moleskin Smart Sketch Album. Looks like this. this is an extra one. So all you do is, as like a normal notebook, you open it up, whatever you write in it, if you sketch in it, if you draw in it, all you have to do is pull out your Adobe app and it has like these sensors. Um, maybe I'll open this one now. But it has these sensors, these four little boxes that tells it, hey, you're, you're going to scan my the Adobe Smart Notebook. It instantly t turns it into a vector, a digitized vector that you can import into the app on Adobe. I do have the Adobe Creative Cloud, so it instantly syncs up and I can just pull that note or those sketches that I have, especially when it comes to the podcast planner. I'm thinking of new designs to have within the planner itself. I can instantly pull that file and it's easy for me to transfer that over to a designer they can start modifying things or if I just want to keep the notes myself and not have to scan the papers one by one or use Dropbox and scan it the page itself it instantly syncs up with the cloud I think that was I, I find I don't know if I'm behind on on that technology but when I found that out I was like I have to have this and it's working um, I'm going to open this package really quick Hopefully that noise isn't coming through. Uh, a little bit, but it's okay. Which we're, we're an informal podcast here. <laughs> we just kind of go with it. So you can see like these, these little notes, they're like little indicators for the app to say like, okay, this is how you're going to scan. So as long as you keep your sketches or your notes within those boxes, it does its magic. I don't know what the technology is behind it, but it instantly just captures everything, syncs it up to the cloud and you can do whatever you like. If you just wanted to keep the notes for note keeping sake or turn that into a vector and have your designer draw something out of it, it's easily uh, edible to do. Yeah, that's no, it's uh, we've seen uh, Brian uh, has been on a couple times, uh, Freelander. He is our kind of our um, uh, adaptive. No, what do we call that? What's that technology, Mike, that we for for folks who are. Um, it'll come to me here in just a second. Um, I, I can blame everything on a cold at this point. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm blaming myself on. I can't remember either. Beer. <laughs> there uh, but adaptive technologies, right? Technologies that help people. Uh, pens that remember some of the things you can speak into. Um, Mike, for you, have you, besides, you know, you, you, I'm sure you do a lot of writing. Do you, do you do anything to get it from paper to digital in, in some of the work you do? I wish I did. Uh, before I wasn't, you know, kind of the opposite of what Addy uses. I had the an audio version. Uh, we in my we do a lot of interviews, right? Where you're, you know, talking with someone, you're taking notes. 
the live scribe pens were really cool because those are recording audio as you're taking notes with your pen. And then you can plug your headset into it. And I can go back into my notebook, flip, and I say, oh man, what were they talking about when I wrote that note? And I click on my, I click on just where I wrote my note and it jumps to that part in the audio and plays it for me. And then I can jump, I can click all different parts of my notes and it can, it'll just play that part of the audio. So not in the form of getting those notes into my computer, um, but in, well, I think actually it might've actually done that. It does. It creates a PDF of my notes. It's not good though. It's real rough. I mean, you got to kind of, uh, I have good handwriting, I think, and it was still really sketchy. So it wasn't in form of artistry or design or anything like that, but for note taking just that it worked pretty well. And I think that would work really well for, um, for any sort of journalist or, or someone that like me, you know, if you're an attorney or a paralegal or someone that's doing a lot of interviews or depositions, things like that worked out really, really well. They have this uh, Evernote version of it. So if you have an Evernote uh, subscription, the pro one, you can do the same thing. So this, the difference between the one I just showed you and this one is that it actually has lines and it does its magic. So if you were to check off one of these boxes, Evernote's app will know like, oh, you want to be reminded about this note. So it automatically sets a reminder. Again, I don't know how this tech works, but... Even Evernote makes it really easy to turn your your handwritten notes into digital notes within the app. So this would be perfect, actually, I think, for people who are um, in journalism or lawyers who need to take notes constantly and then want to revert back to it digitally. Yeah, I think so, too. I thought I think the cool part, too, about so like the Evernote one is perfect for that. And then the LiveScribe pin, the way it worked was the notebook um, has these dots that you can't see with your human eye. And then the pen on the end of it has kind of an infrared camera. So the pen itself is storing everything you're writing. So when you plug wow. that pen in, you don't need the notebook. You, know, you just plug the pen in. It pulls in the PDF because it was able to track because of those dots on the page. It was able to kind of track your hand movement and, and your audio. But I kind of like the notebooks because you get a lot more accurate probably representation, like you said, for design and getting that to a designer. Um, for people doing that style of thing, those notebooks, uh, I don't think you would ever be able to do that with just the pen alone. It probably wouldn't be very accurate. So those notebooks are really cool. So what are the options you can check off there? I know you were saying a few, are there like, um, there's, uh, so there's the reminder and I guess this one's like a meeting. So if you want to set meetings with team members that you share your Evernote book notebook oh, perfect. with, yeah, yeah. So that's what that does. Um, and then if you want a private note, you circle that little, it's like a little lock. So then it would know to keep that note private if you were sharing this note specifically within a shared document, but you don't want them to see the rest under that little lock, then it just knows to blank that out or block it out. That would be um, such a cool hybrid device. We have a, in our team, we like OneNote. Um, so I take my iPad or my computer to meetings and I take notes that way. Um, but like my boss and one of the other attorneys sticks to paper. They're just a paper and pen person. So uh, if we had a shared note, like an Evernote, they would still be able to use their notebook like they liked. And then yeah. because the whole point, we just like to collaborate all of our notes together, but it's really hard when you have people who still like to handwrite. And I didn't know that shared notes feature, that would be fantastic. Getting that all into one notebook that you could share. Oh man, the ideas are spinning around in my head. I didn't even know that thing existed. That's really cool. I wish I can test it and maybe we can test it later um, because I don't share any of my notebooks and I think that would be a neat feature. But I've seen videos on YouTube where they demonstrate and they say it does work when you're sharing uh, an Evernote notebook or folder with them. So do you need a special pen or any pen? Any pen. Yeah. Yes. 
That's cool. Any pen. You just, just need the Mike, Evernote app. We could share. We could write our show notes that way. And, I know. Uh, <laughs> and instantly share them. Uh, we don't even write show notes when we, we type them in. <laughs> so then you're so, taking a picture kind of almost with your phone. Yeah. With the app, you kind of, it opens up probably a camera and that's how you're getting it in. Yeah. The Evernote takes a, it looks like a picture, but it's more of, it does its scanning thing. It's scanning right. magic and then into the notebook, Evernote notebook. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very cool. Pretty cool. But I like that pen idea too. Is there a reason you, do you still use it or did you stop using it? Uh, it was the property of my former employer. Oh God. <laughs> I, I brought the idea to him like, yeah, we'll buy it and you can use it for that stuff. And then I felt guilty. I'm like, Hey, you guys should probably have this back when I leave. It was, it was they're, they're pretty expensive. And the team I that I was working on at the time really got used to it. Uh, actually, because the way we did our interviews was kind of one of a, we would all work and we would get these people one at a time for these interviews. And so whoever's turn it was to do the interview would just take the pen and do it. And then the great part was we would plug the pen into the computer and we got back, grab the PDF file, which has the audio embedded in it and just put it up on our shared drive for the entire team. So the entire team would say right after that meeting was done, you would have access to the audio, the notes the person took, and they would be able to all be start, you know, going through all the different information that was on it. So yeah, it was pretty nice. The only thing was you had to use their paper and then you also had to use their their pen, which means you need their ink. So they kind of, I know like on yours, right? The cost is the notebook. Uh, for right. them, they needed the, uh, and you could, there was a way you could print your own paper. If you had a high enough quality printer, it would actually print those little micro dots. Um, but, you know, usually the notebooks were obviously better quality and, and easier to do. So it was kind of a, you needed to be in their ecosystem, but it, it still worked really, really well. And what's the name of it again? I think it was LiveScribe. I've got to Google it and make sure I have that. that. Yeah. No, we, Tony just let me know. Spreaker, I didn't look at the, the, uh, the volume thing bouncing up and down. I've been doing some weird stuff. It's been blocking it. Uh, it's been blocking the audio recently because it's Flash, the web version of it's Flash. Of course, everybody's deprecating Flash. Mm. So I, I'm, I think I'm just going to have to go to the, go to the, uh, the app. And get it done that way. So no, shoot, I made all that big deal about how cool it is to listen to it on the app, and of course it's not available. Um, Addy, those notebooks about twenty bucks. Is that is that about yeah. right for for each one so of those? So this one here was twenty bucks, and it's a few. How many pages does it say it has? Um, doesn't tell me instantly here. Oh, eighty-eight. So this one has eighty-eight pages. It's your normal size paper. They do sell this type, and I think so. This one's twenty five, and then this one is about forty dollars, and it's the size difference and the amount of pages. Yeah. It's also a hard notebook, and then the Evernote. I think that was about thirty five dollars, and it also comes with three year, uh, three months free worth of Evernote Premium. If you don't have a premium account, they give you a little code in the notebook for you to use. And sign up so that you can use them um, together. Yeah, I was going to say right now on, put a link in the show notes for that same binder, for that same Moleskin Evernote Smart Notebook. 1841 but it's $10 shipping on this one. This one doesn't have the Prime. Uh, I'm sure you can find those between $20 and $30 um, that are out there. Mike, your LightScribe pre the pen that you were talking about? Uh, normally 179 on sale right now for 128 That's a pretty expensive pen. Oh, it showed 128 for you? Yeah. 
This is 154 for me. Uh, hold on. I am so on weird. the Light Scribe 3 Smart Pen Black oh, Edition. Oh, that one. Yeah, there's. I was on the Live Scribe. The one I put the link into is Live Scribe 2 Gig Echo Smart Pen. Oh. I can't remember. There's some, there's some differences between them. So if you're going to look between the two, um, there definitely are some differences. But uh, I think this one, I think the difference was this one has two gigabytes of storage on board. So you don't need your phone with you. Um, I think the other one, you have to have the app open so it can be sending that stuff to the phone instead of storing it on board. The two gig was awesome. It held, I mean, I think, I can't remember how much audio that was, but it was a ton of audio. We never emptied that thing um, very often and we kept it all on there. Yeah, so $154, not too terrible for that. I mean, it's not um, Apple Watch expensive, but no. I mean. <laughs> but for the use case, if you have the right use case for it, right, uh, it's good. Students, I think this would be absolutely perfect. If you are still a student who handwrites their notes, how awesome that'd be able to be to be like, oh man, I wrote down this formula, but I don't remember what she said here. Click, yeah. plays the audio right at that header because I know a lot of students who record lectures, but how often do you actually go back and listen to the whole thing? Usually you only need that 10 second, 20 second chunk that you missed. Uh, so just be able to go and click right where you were at when you were writing that note is that that was the, the lifesaver on that one. Um, have you tested Addy on that Evernote? I'm just curious, the OCR functionality, like if you go write some notes, put it into Evernote, are those searchable from your handwriting? Have you tested if that's a feature? I have tested that in the times that I have, it does work for me. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's always the hard part, right? As you're doing all these hand, you want to, you want to handwrite your notes, but then finding them later is super difficult. That yeah. would be that feature right there alone, I think would be worth it for me. Yeah. It's been super helpful in everything that I'm, that I do. Cause I write a lot of notes of all kinds of things. So that's what, that's what enticed me to buy it. I just wanted to see like, how does like it, the marketing, it all looks cool and we get attracted by it, but it, then it comes down to, wait, how accurate does it work and how easy is it to use all these functions? If it's too complicated or the, it's not consistent, then I'll just throw it out. But it has been so far for me, it's been consistent to find the text and to scan it, uh, make it super easy because the last thing you want to do is spend a lot of time to make something work. Right. Exactly. It's got to work for you. Yeah. Or spend a bunch of time to make something harder <laughs> when, you know, you're like, you're trying to make it easy, but you're making it harder. Right. And you're like, oh, I have to get this exactly right or it <laughs> won't pick things up. I mean, the the 90s and 2000 technologies were kind of that way where it had to be absolutely perfect. And I think we're seeing now we're finally getting enough processing power either on our phones or in our gear or in our equipment where we get close enough, apparently not close enough on Spreaker tonight, but <laughs> close enough that we can do it. I, I would, it would be kind of cool. I would think a note-taking integration with the podcast where, you know, you're, you're talking about the podcast planner where when I start the show in the notes, it also knows it's a, it's like a timestamp. So anytime I make a note in the show notes, it automatically timestamps it with where totally. I'm at in the show. God, how great would that be? Because you can, I mean, I could look at it and kind of go, oh, okay, it's this close. But right. I really want it tied to the audio. The hard part is, is that when I go to edit the audio, it screws up all those timestamps, right? Right. So yeah. so that's where it should have where you can, you can listen to it on playback. You already have your notes written out. And just as you're, as you're doing stuff, just click. You're kind mm -hmm. of putting the marker. But then you can do that manually if you're listening to it after yeah, the fact, right? Like that sure. kind of defeats yeah. the purpose. And yeah. the key to that is always editing from the end of the show backwards right? Uh, so that the timelines, it's still going to get a little funky, 
Um, but that's a great idea. That's something that I've wished to. It, it's a matter of bringing both the hosting and recording companies with the transcriptions syncing all together. If those three worlds can come together, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, I'd love to see some automatic show notes created based on AI where it kind of learns like what you're talking about and what you're doing and add some links and it would just create, I, although I'm not a big, I don't see, I, I don't write good show notes because I don't ever go back and look at anybody else's podcast show notes. So they're not helpful to me. Like I just, I, I get calls to action out of these things. I just go and go to them. I'll go do them. Right. I'll, I will remember people's pretty links, you know, the, the average guy.tv slash, you know, whatever shirt, well, mm -hmm. that would get you a shirt. Um, so I do remember those, but I'm, I, I don't go back, but it would be, I guess if I could get transcripts, it would create some automatic show notes. We're getting closer, but we're, yeah. I don't think we're, I don't think we're I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge show note guys, mainly for product links, right? They're talking about something. I just click there and, and click the product link or uh, referral codes. So a lot of times I'm one like, I'll, I won't even be listening to the podcast and I'll be like, oh, I know that, you know, Jim or I know that Mac Geek Gab, they have a referral code for XYZ. I'll go just pop up their latest thing and I know that it's probably in the show notes somewhere. I don't have to listen to it. I just go click their show notes and, and find their referral link. So, so I do use it for that. But you're right, Jim. I, I've kind of gotten in the habit. I, I don't usually click and read through show notes or anything unless I'm looking for some sort of link out to a product they're talking about. I don't know. I used to do it a lot more than I do now. I don't know what the difference is. Maybe I'm not listening to shows where it's just necessary. Um, yeah. I think it does depend on the show. Like this is a show that would be perfect for all the things and resources mentioned. That's the type of show that I'm constantly going into the app and saying, well, what was that pen? Boom. Okay. I'm going to add it to my Amazon list now and then check it out later when I do have time and I'm shopping on Amazon, right. I'm going to be reminded to buy that thing that I heard on the podcast. That's where show notes and hyperlinks are super important. Yeah. And that's the one thing I do do on our show notes is I do in most cases, probably, probably get it 75% of the time, at least is I do during the show, I do capture, if we have a new link to bring in, I will bring the show notes in, you know, I will bring the link into the show notes, at least have it available. My Amazon affiliate link doesn't work anymore here in the US. It still works in the UK, which is crazy. Like I still get credit for purchases in Europe or especially the UK on Amazon. Um, the US has blocked me. They, I don't know. anyway, so I don't, I'm not real careful with Amazon just because I'm not incented to do that, but I do try and do that. Just so if you're listening to this and you're wondering, what does Jim put in his show notes? Well, that's it. And in, in a lot of cases, it's the link uh, to what we're talking about. Addy, last time you were on, we talked about getting some automation into your home and you took us up on it, which has been great. Tell us the story. Well, what are you using and how'd you do it? So you mentioned um, the, the cause, at least the app is called Kaza. I just clicked on the link and I bought the thing that you mentioned <laughs> and it's the automatic plugs and you can, I don't know if you can, maybe I can decrease this screen. And K-A-S-A is Kaza. That's an app for smart home. Yeah, so smart home plugs. Um, and now I have two here at home where uh, the camera, the Yi camera that is inside, I only turn it on when I leave the house just so that I know if somebody ever breaks in, then they're caught on camera. Uh, so I don't want that camera on all the time. If I'm here lounging, relaxing, and my mom's around too, it's kind of weird to know that the camera is on. So I just use the app to 
one, schedule the times that I know I'm not home or family's not home, it shuts off and it turns on. Also, just right now, so if I leave the house, I know that I don't have to go physically go turn on the camera, make sure that it's on. All I have to do is just pull up this app and it turns it on for me. Same thing with the house lamp so that it looks like somebody's home when no one's home. Just to have that nice little small light coming through the window, I just turn that little light on. Or if I'm in the living room and I need that lamp and it's hard to reach, especially right now that Christmas tree is up, then it makes it easy to just open up the app and bam, just click on. But that's also on a timer. Um, specifically, waking like waking up super early, it's kind of hard and you're sleepy. You're like, where's the light switches? Uh, and I, you don't want to look at your phone too. So I also have that on a timer that it turns on. I think it's like, what is it that it's set? It's like four o'clock in the morning to about 530 in the morning. And then it shuts off. Then it turns on again when sun goes down. So that's right now here in California, that's 430-ish to about another two hours after that. Did you get the round ones uh, from them or did you get the square, kind of the long square ones? Yeah, the long square ones. Okay. Um, I'm losing a little bandwidth for you. Mike, is that me or is that uh, Addy? What What are you seeing? Uh, I was losing a little bit too. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe it's just the internet. It could just be the internet. Um, um, I think we're back. Mike, go ahead. But yeah, I, I love your camera idea because if you don't have some sort of NVR that you can control the stop and start and start, you know, of recordings, you know, you're kind of stuck with, and sometimes those cameras are in spots that are hard to reach where you plugged them in at. You know, I have a lot in my garage or in the eaves of my thing that run up to the attic, but if you had one of those, it, it wouldn't matter. That's a really cool idea for kind of the privacy on the camera side thing. I didn't think about that. We use ours. Um, we have the hue bulbs in most of our lights, but we have the TP link. I have one for my podcasting light. Cause it's really hard to reach back behind the desk mm -hmm. here. So I could just ask uh, lady a who's sitting on my desk to turn it on. And then we also have one for the Christmas tree. So the Christmas lights are, you know, on and off. And we did the same exact thing. We went on a trip and we turned on and off random lights throughout the trip, you know, to kind of make it look like your home, the Christmas lights, the living room, all sorts of lights. Yeah. Uh, and it, it kind of helps, right, with that sort of thing. And um, my cameras, to my wife's dismay, are always on. Uh, we don't have any in the house, but they're all external, except for I do have one on my server rack down here. But uh, it's the only one inside the house. But everything else is external, um, so I don't have to worry about that. But that's, that's a really good use case for it. I never thought about that. Not yeah, terribly expensive. Hard. Uh, sixteen dollars each, thirty-two. Are they go, really now? That's gone down a lot. Yeah. I want to say I those were forty back last year, maybe thirty, forty dollars. Twenty-five, twenty-five easily for the single ones. Yeah. Um, I bought this pack for uh, I think it was twenty-five ninety-nine, and that was a sell at the time. And I think it only went on sale because Amazon uh, announced their version of the the same type of technology. Um, so I thought I got a steal at 25 ish dollars. No, that's a good, that's actually a really good price. They're, you know, on not on sale. They're 32 bucks right now. 33. I'm with it. Have you, do you use an, 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 you know, an Alexa device of any kind an Amazon device for those or not yet? I should, I, that's something I should look into. I just, I, I feel like other than the cameras and, and the, uh, power hubs, I don't see another reason for it, but I should buy one and get on board and just test out a couple things. Or yeah, even just, no, do, you, do you run an iPhone? I do have an iPhone. Yeah, just run it through HomeKit and then you can use Siri. That's the oh, best part okay. too. Because you could just, you know, be like, you know, hey Siri and 
and do whatever you need to do. Oh, now my phone's going off. Do not um, listen. Do not influence us with your Apple evil ways. I'm just saying you don't need to invest in another device. If you want to test out, if you would use voice commands, just sync it up with your home kit. And uh, I thought I had you broken of that Uyghur. You pretty much do. You should see what I mean. I'm on an iMac right now running windows and I ha- I haven't fired up Mac, like Mac OS on this computer in like a uh, month and a half, Jim. That's how. That's so it's such music to my ears. Uh, you know, it's I love it's that. Crazy. Still run the Mac laptop, but do you, um, Addy, are you running any um, digital assistants at, at home? Do you have do you have any of those that you're running, Alexa or no. or Google Home or any of those kinds of things? You haven't gotten into that yet. Not into it yet. I that's probably something I would like to explore at least one thing and see how it goes. Yeah. Well, this is the time. They're super cheap, and it's Christmas, and so you probably they'll probably be getting rid of a bunch of those at the end of the year. Look for. I think you can find them for twenty bucks. And of the two, which one do you think are is better? Uh, Mike, you could weigh in on this. Uh, I think they're the same, to be honest. I don't between Google and and Amazon. Yeah, I think they're pretty close. I don't know, Mike. Do you have any? You have any opinions on that? Um, you got to kind of give if feature wise, you got to give the nod a little bit. I think to Google, to be honest. Uh, but when you talk about privacy. I think you got to get, I mean, I don't think Amazon's, you know, great with it, but I think they're better than Google as far as privacy goes. Um, I think when it comes down to actual algorithm, voice recognition, things like that, I actually think the HomePod from Apple wins, but as far as features go, it totally loses. Um, the HomePod actually does things way differently. It pairs with a phone or an iPad or a current device. And it's actually doing a lot of things locally without sending a lot out to the house. So it's actually a lot snappier and faster. Uh, But as far as feature set going integrations, they're not there yet. Um, So I don't know. I have all Amazon devices and we have a lot of them. If I didn't have as many as I did, I think I have, uh, as far as Echo devices, six in my house. And if I didn't have that many, I probably would have switched over to Google just to give them a shot. I've actually thought about buying one just to play with it, but I know I'm probably going to like it a little bit better and end up wanting to switch out all my devices. Um, my wife, my actually my two-year-old is already used to Amazon, um, to these devices. He knows he can just walk up to it. He, he, he doesn't understand them because he mumbles, but he tries to get it to play Baby Shark and all his favorite songs. Um, our thermostat actually has uh, Lady A built into it. So the Ecobee thermostat is an Amazon device. So we're just way too invested in this ecosystem to switch. But I do think if I was to try one right now from the beginning, I'd probably get the Google Mini, see how that works for me, and then kind of go from there. Their products are, I think, just a little bit more connected in terms of understanding the show plays YouTube videos. It can, you know, you say, Hey, how do I cook a chicken? And it's going to pop up a YouTube video that it thinks will help you out. There's just a little bit more deeper integration with web searches and things like that, that Google has than that Amazon does. Brian in the chat room says, Amazon will try and sell you stuff. Google will sell you. That's a, that's, <laughs> that's, actually a, that's, that's a perfect way to put it, Brian. I didn't think about it that way. That is the that perfect is way to hilarious. describe the differences. Um, that, that's, that's very true. That's very true. I remember, uh, Jim, we had the wands. Do you remember those wands that Amazon gave us? Yeah. Actually, they were free, essentially. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I have a wand that can read barcodes. I can scan anything in my house, and it'll put it in my shopping list, and I can go buy it on Amazon if I want to. Wow. Yeah, grab the wand and just say, hey, turn on the Christmas tree. Addy, this is where it's perfect. Like, right now, you can just say, hey, device, turn mm-hmm. on the Christmas tree, and whoop, on it goes. Yeah, so that's a good use case for trying it out with Siri first, right? Before you spend any money, just to see if you would even use it. Right. Um, I don't know if you're a, um, I'm not going to say it, the H Siri 
command person, but I am. I, I leave my phone on the counter all the time. Um, when I'm in my bathroom is the one place we do not have any Amazon device and nothing can hear me from there. So if I want to play music or ask it, I'm getting ready in the morning, want to know the time, want to know the weather. I'm using that command all the time. So it can actually does a pretty good job. Even on the phone, it can be pretty far away. So if you want to turn on any lights, just get it wrapped into HomeKit. It's probably a 30 second uh, thing you could do with the Casa app and HomeKit and you'd be off and running. I'll give that a try. I, I also bought and Jim's not going to want to hear this, but I bought an Apple watch and yes. I've been, that's when I've been using it, right? the more, Hey, you know, yeah, exactly. And it, and I've been getting used to that more now because it's just more convenient and it just triggers a lot quicker because it's, I have it on my wrist. Yep. So I'll, I'm definitely going to take your tip and advice and, and give that a shot this weekend. So take your next $170 and get AirPods because the AirPod plus Apple Watch combo is the best thing I have ever experienced um, in my technical life. Because, I mean, it can hear you way better. You can do phone calls with it. It's just, oh, it's so great. Go on runs, music. Those AirPods are, are the best thing ever. And combined with the Apple Watch, it's just hands down one of the coolest experiences you'll have. I've been holding off on the, the, the AirPods because they're coming out with new ones. They are. That's yeah. true. So wait, wait. I think they're. I think they're like February, March. That's the rumor. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait till then, and then and then go all in on those, and it'll just be amazing. Two point Yeah. Yeah. Did you get exactly. a version three or version four, Addy, for your watch? Four. I got the oh, the latest one. Nice. <laughs> nice. Cellular or non-cellular? Cellular. Oh, yeah. so, I mean, yes. If you went all that's perfect because you know you you know then on the runs and everywhere. I leave the house without my phone when I'm going to high V to get groceries now because I just I don't need it and I've got my cell device on my wrist. I've got the AirPods in and it's it's perfect. Yep. It's yeah. got the EKG on it, and I think I'm going to get my doctor when I go in for my uh, physical this year. I think I'm going to get a note from him that says I need constant <laughs> tracking, like with my family history oh. and some stuff. Then I can use my HSA to buy the phone or to Perfect. buy the to buy the watch. And I just sure. activated the feature. It actually, actually just went live. Yeah, I'm not sure it's legal, but I'm. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that you can do that, but I'm going to say it. Um, why? Why couldn't Give you for a, a medical device? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're 500 bucks, though. That's yeah. the right. Four ninety nine. Are they that much? Three kg. Yeah. yeah, I think they are. Oh, yeah. We yeah. we bought ours through um, Verizon, and so it just got. It's like a five month or six months to just tack it onto your phone bill kind of thing. So that's the dangerous part when you don't know really like, Oh, how much was it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I know it's $80 a month for the next six months. So whatever that adds up to. Yeah. There you go. I, I'm, I'm tempted yeah. that EKG there was, I saw a story today where it's the guy, cool. they turned it on and I think this was on LinkedIn. They turned it on and he, he said it. And then it immediately, immediately being within an hour said he had an AFib problem. And he was like, I'm in perfect health. So he reset the watch, put it back on, came back up, boom, AFib. So he went and saw his doctor and he's like, Hey, I, you know, this thing is telling me, and I'm sure it can't be that good. And the doctor was like, actually you do have a condition. Wow. wow. Yeah. It's crazy. And that, that's good. Yeah. Cause my first thing, so it went live, I want to say two weeks ago, or maybe even a week ago, the update came out that actually activated the feature. And, uh, I, so obviously my wife has the series four, I have the series three. So I was like, Oh, come on, update it and give it to me. I really want to try this thing out. <laughs> so she did that first and it was healthy. And I was actually super scared. Uh, we, we have a heart history in our family and I'm like, 
you know what? Like I'm putting this on, like this is kind of the first time I've ever been hooked up to any form of heart machine. Right. And I was like, okay. Uh, so I did it and it said I was fine. I was like, Oh good. Okay. 27 years old. I shouldn't have AFib yet, but, uh, but you never know, to be honest, like my mom oh, had it really young. And, but so what a cool feature for someone like me who has a big heart history family and one that sometimes in my family has gone undiagnosed for a little bit because of like, just like that guy, you don't, you do sometimes just feel weird, but you don't know why you feel weird. So I think, I think it's just really cool. There's been the whole worry that, you know, over diagnosing healthy people, like giving healthy people access to something that tracks these health that close is a bad thing. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I think it's kind of, first of all, it's just fun. And second of all, you're going to have those people that are kind of like me who don't like going to doctors very often who might be prompted. Hey, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, dude, you, you should probably go. I'm sensing some, some irregular stuff going on here. I think it just makes us more aware uh, since I've been wearing it, I actually have that interface on my watch where it shows me my heart rate. So I don't know if you can see, it just has that grid and I'm constantly, not constantly, but every time I glance at my watch, it just tells me how I'm doing throughout the day. So that tells me, especially that I want to be more conscious of, you know, am I getting off my chair and going out for a walk? Am I getting the exercise that I need to make sure that my heart's healthy? Is it resting when it should, or is it getting super hyper when I should be relaxing? So it's giving giving me more of an awareness of what's going on with my body. And I think like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, no, yeah. It, that I think it's just helping. I totally agree. I've been, I had a lot of fun starting out. You know, I started um, really working out in June and I kept track of my whole progression, even till now. I kept track of like the resting heart rate, how fast my heart rate gets back to normal afterwards. And it is just really cool when you start to get to know those metrics of your body and you start to see how your heart actually does get, you know, not healthier, but stronger over months. And it's really cool just to, it's whole insight that you never really had before um, into your health. But like, like you said, it kind of gets me up and going now. And especially cause I started to add a bunch of friends into the health app yeah. and they're, I'm always getting alerts that they're finishing workouts and I haven't gotten of my chair all day. So it gets me up and, uh, I agree. I think it's always good. Yeah. And Anthony Rayner in the chat says it's actually quite common to not feel AFib. So maybe you don't notice the symptoms. And so something like this, maybe you need something like this to kind of tell you before yeah. you start having the serious side effects. I might, Mike, I might just go to the Sprint store and uh, just buy it on installments. What the they, hell? In six months. It's actually not bad. Well, it's a, it would be a good, um, It would. I, I think, actually, to be honest, where I'm at, 51, I'll be 51 in 2019. Uh, and I, we've got some heart disease in my family, and it'd yeah. probably be good to start tracking some of that. I, you know, I'm a... Uh, I work out probably more than most 50-year-olds, so I don't I, I, I've lulled myself into a sense of complacency. Like, no, I'm fine. Like, cause I work out. No, actually it, that doesn't matter. What matters is what this stuff you jam in your face as you're right. Addy, you know that better than anybody. And, uh, and so I, I got it. I still need to continue to have that motivation at times to kind of go, uh, you know, I need to be better about it. So, you know, when I think about it, like 500 bucks, I think, Yikes. When I think about it at 20 bucks a month, eh, I don't go so yikes. And it's the yeah. same, it's the same price, right? It's not like I'm paying more. Now um, you could always go without cellular and save, I think what's a hundred dollars, $150. Um, yeah, I think so. I think it's 150 difference. Cellular and then it's like, at least for Verizon, it's $10 a month to have the watch connected to your 
data plan. Yeah, I don't Sprint's know doing a deal is. of some kind. I have to look into it. Sprint's doing, you know, because they're trying to always oh, encourage yeah. more and that. So I'll have to, I'll have to take a. I'm going to um, get an invite from Jim on the Hearth app or the Health app. I'm going to know that he uh, he went and grabbed one. Did we figure out a way to interface that with Fitbit? So you you can. You can. We know there's a solution. I just haven't done it yet. But yes, it, it can get your info in there. Well, my Fitbit groups have gotten. We've been talking about Fitbit here on the on the show and. Those groups are strong for me. Hey, listen, and I am not above. Oh shoot, I don't have. I don't have either one of them on. That's crazy. I'm not above wearing two watches these days. You know, I've got uh, the the Garmin here, and I use the Garmin to track uh, step times and stuff like that. And then I use the Fitbit Alta to just track steps. And so it's been really good to have both. But I would easily, if I went with a watch, if I went with a uh, with an Apple Watch, I'd I'd go down to one, and I just get rid of the other ones. I need to, I need to not have them around, you know, just get, just get down to one. So Addie, how long have you had yours and are you using the fitness stuff that's on it? And are you tracking calories or food on it? So I, I got it. Um, what was that? October shortly after it was announced and released. I had to wait, I think two, three weeks after, cause everybody went out and got them at least this, um, this version, which is the four, and it's black and it's the cellular. It was all out of stock. So I had to wait. And I have been tracking um, everything. <laughs> I, I, number one, I love watches. I've always worn watches. So I always use like the features of timers and things like that. And then syncing up and checking my health. I've been using that along with this app, um, 5K Runner. Is that what it's called? Um, Coach to 5K. Yeah. So using using the the watch, checking the daily activities. I love the reminders that it tells you to stand up. I also have a stand-up desk. So it tells, like, when I see that, it's like, oh, I should probably just go ahead and crank this thing up so that I'm standing for the rest of the day. Um, but yeah, I'm, I love all the reminders, the heart, the heart rating stuff. I love the interfaces too. You can change them as you wish. So for me, I love to see like when the sun is coming up and when is the sun going to go down? That tells me I, I know I can go go for an early walk at certain points or not go for an early walk because the sun doesn't come out until seven-ish until the time changed. And then podcasts, it makes it super easy to just look at your podcast list and sync it up and start playing from there. The time, I, I love it. Like I, I didn't think I would like it this much. As you continue to use it, you start to see all the features that you're able to use that I was using a Fitbit Charge 2 before this and that was great i thought that was like amazing but to have these just smaller little features that go along with everything else that you have on your phone that that has helped a lot one thing i instantly did after getting the phone was limit the amount of notifications from email text messages those are the things that i, I got quickly annoyed i was like i don't need this many notifications uh, it gives me anxiety. So I started to, I went into the app and synced them to that. It doesn't mirror my cell phone. I, I turn that stuff off. That's a good, that's a good call. Uh, Mike, they've got the Apple watch the, with the sport band GPS and cellular for 20, for 17, basically 1792. It's five bucks a month off. If you buy it through them for how long? 24 months. Oh, 24 months. Okay. Yeah. Verizon only offered six months. Okay. Option. Yeah. So yeah. it's pretty good. And, uh, you know, all the things, limiting the notifications. I did the same exact thing. I wore it for a week. I'm like, man, this is getting out of hand. Yeah. You really start to realize how many notifications you get when your wrist 
vibrates every time. And then uh Quasi out there said he likes the walkie talkie feature. Didn't think it would be a big deal. I was, it's so funny you say that. Cause I was just about to say the same thing. Uh, my wife and I love the walkie talkie app. It's actually a great way. We both leave ours in available mode all day. Um, we kind of just know each other. We know our jobs well enough that we don't do it throughout the day unless it's over the lunch hour. Uh, so we're not interrupting. Um, even so the first time they interact with you after a while, you kind of have to interact with the watch a little bit to accept the walkie talkie. Uh, but we do <laughs> the biggest use case for it is right now we've been doing Christmas shopping. I'm driving. I drop her off at the door and she walkie talkies me when she's checking out and I can swing back around. Cause you know, I'm driving around with the kids, keeping them in the car and she, Hey, you know, coming right back out. And I'm like, all right, sounds good. And you don't have to do a full phone call. You just do the walkie talkie thing. We've been loving the walkie talkie feature. It works out really well. If you have someone in your life that you're constantly kind of doing that interaction with, uh, it's, it's really fun. And Hannah's even said, you know, she's kind of joked that, man, she wishes her coworker, she works in the hospital and they have these little devices on them that they can always talk to other people in the hospital. But she's like, man, if other members of my team had walkie talkie, I would much rather prefer just, you know, scroll walkie talkie and talk to them that way. Obviously not HIPAA compliant, probably to do it that way. I'm sure, I'm sure there's regulations around that. Uh, but it would still be kind of cool. Sweet. Yeah. Well, Addy, you might have me talked in. It's it, it's going to take you. I, it's, I was going to say, okay, it's going to take you Addy. Because I've been talking to Jim about this for uh, for you know a little over a year, and he's he hasn't pulled the trigger yet. You'll he like also hasn't pulled the trigger on the Xbox. So I think there's two things there that I can't get him to to pull the trigger on. <laughs> Xbox is coming. I just okay, here's good. The deal on the Xbox. Just real quick, Addy. This is Addy. Your sweet. Are you you a gamer at all, Addy? Do you do Xbox or PlayStation or anything? It's those? been years. It's okay. been years. Yeah. Well, me too. I'm not a big gamer, but um, I just, uh, I, I'm afraid. Like, as soon as I get it, Mike, I'm afraid that's all I'm going to do. Because, you know, my motto is whatever's worth doing is worth overdoing. And so, like, that helps me in the fitness realm because I get yeah. crazy about it. But it doesn't help me with gaming. So, talk, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, Mike, how do I, if I do this, how, I'm gonna keep, how am I going to keep it from overdoing? Well, this is going to be a real easy conversation because I'm not a gamer either. Um, and you may go through spurts, right? Like there may be spurts of addiction, Jim, uh, where you, you get the first Xbox, maybe you get a game, uh, don't, or maybe you don't even need a game. Um, you do something, you get some, and you might play it for, you know, every night for like a week, but that'll slowly go away. Um, we've even seen me, you know, I get really up on games sometimes, but I, I'm not a gamer. So I rarely play games on the Xbox. Honestly, I've been telling you the main selling point for me on the Xbox I believe it's the best home media device you can buy. Uh, it's the best experience for Netflix, Hulu, Plex, everything. You can rent movies through Microsoft. It's got the IR blaster on the front, which means you need one remote for your Xbox. And the Xbox can send volume commands to the TV. It can turn on and off your TV. It has all that. I just think it's the best home media device. And that's what we use them for. Uh, we, so much so we have two now. And we're not gamers. Neither is Hannah. Yes, I'll play. I play maybe two to three hours. I mean, the Twitch thing was kind of a phase. I, I, I'm still trying to do that a little bit, but you take out some Twitch time, uh, maybe two to three hours of games a month. I mean, a month. I get on for 20 minute spurts, maybe three times a month and play. But our Xbox is always on in our house because it is the... It's the Homina device. It's what we use. I, I just think it's the best one. So, so that's talking you into it because I don't think you'd be... But I don't to want do the it. Game thing. Like I don't want it in the media room. I so want get two, like we did. Yeah, <laughs> I have one down here. I just, I'm, I'm pointing to one right, right next to me, and then we have the one in the living room for our our main stuff. I want uh, it actually, here in the. I want it here in the man cave, so I can. Yeah, because Sarah's watching TV. She the media center is fine for her, right? For the way we have it, she's not gaming. 
Media center is fine. We don't watch hardly anything out there. I would, I would want it back here. I think. So what I think too is, um, if you ever did want to, you know, you've always talked about once media center dies for you and you need to get Sarah over to something else, being a Microsoft product and coming from, you know, media server, however you, I think you guys are using it on a computer, right? Yeah. yeah so what, are you using a keyboard or how are you interact? How is yeah, she interacting keyboard, with that? Keyboard. Keyboard. Oh, yeah. And we have a media center, uh, an old media center remote that still works. I think it would be the most natural switch for her, Jim. Just Microsoft to Microsoft. She probably understands how things work. It's kind of a similar experience. If you ever did want to switch over to like Plex primarily or whatever you want to do, um, I think the Xbox would be a good option for the living room. But yeah, put it down in the man cave and, and just, you know, have a have a fun device down there. Now, to be honest, though, for your man cave, maybe it isn't worth it because then it really, you already have your computer, which you can run your media on. Um, it would only be a game box at that point. This one down here is only for gaming uh, because obviously if I'm going to watch YouTube or something, I just pull it up my computer. It's a lot easier. So maybe down there, it doesn't make as much sense. You might be right. I don't know. I, I, I talked myself into it. I, there was a deal posted in the Facebook group this week by none, none other than Kevin Schoonover. And he was like, hey, 179 bucks gets you a five, 500 gig model. And I think it was, it wasn't um, Minecraft, but it was another, there was another kid's game kind of thing. And I almost, I almost just bought it right then. And I was like, ah, nah, I don't know. So I'm going back and forth. We had a, don't tell Hannah, I'm telling you this, but we, <laughs> we actually, I put mine, uh, one of them in the, we have a bedroom TV. And I put it in there, honestly, because this headset right here is completely wireless and I can just sit in bed and put this on and I can play games with it. She doesn't even know I'm besides the from the from yeah. the keyboard. Yeah. But if I'm watching something, I can watch it with these headphones. Uh, I can game from from there. It's actually it was kind of cool for that just because of these wireless headset. Everything comes through here, your voice chat and your game audio, your whatever you're watching kind of comes through. It was it was kind of a cool experience to have that. It's no longer there because I did that. Um, ah. it's now down here in the living room. I was staying Yikes. up a little late because, uh, when I, when I go to bed, I need to just go to bed or those I'll stay up till, till the wee yeah, hours. I think I'm compulsive. I, I think that's why we're friends. I think so too. <laughs> Cause we just can't control ourselves, but that's, well, I think you, you know, control yourself way more than me. There's been times. Well, you, you get, you go, you do more faster and you're out faster. It takes me a little longer to get into the ecosystem, but right. I stay longer. So that's, that's about, but we're equal that way. Um, in that Addy last week, we had Mike Howard on and we talked about mirrorless versus DSLR in cameras. And then I didn't know that when I booked this. And then when you and I were doing a little pre-show conversation, you're like, well, Hey, I got this mirrorless Canon. Is it M what's the, what are the numbers on that thing? It's a Canon. M50. M50 mirrorless camera. And yeah. we had talked about some of the reasons why here. I'll hold on, hold that up here. Let me, let me see if I can. You, it's like a little dark. Bring in here. you into focus. Um, how long have you had it? Why'd you buy it? And why'd you go mirrorless? So I've had it for about uh, just a couple weeks. Um, whenever Black Friday was around, I, I haven't had a lot of time to play with it. But for the longest, I've been wanting to get more into video. The only thing about video is that it's it's kind of complicated in normal DSLRs. So I have here the Canon T3i, and it's not it's you have to know what you're doing. Like that's what it comes down to. If you don't know what you're doing, you're just setting up for you're setting yourself up for a lot of work, a lot of just that learning curve is just going to be super steep. 
And so I just kind of gave up on video and I said, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to use my iPhone for whenever I need Instagram stories and I'm not going to focus on video. I'm going to continue to focus on audio. But I, I just continue to have that curiosity of, you know, what can I do with video? I'm a huge fan of uh, film, especially when it comes to Charlie Chaplin and how he uses silent black and white films. So I just keep having like that itch in the back of my head, like get into video, but it needs to be easy. And I went to a conference a couple months ago. It was Vid Summit. It's a huge conference of all these YouTubers and you see them walking around with all these cameras and they're telling like, I'm like, wow, how do they, how do they find the time or the effort to learn all these skills? And after talking to one of them, they said, no, Canon and Sony are making it super easy to have these cameras that are number one, they're small. The price isn't as steep. It just depends on the one that you get. But some you can simply get one of these mirrorless cameras. It takes the shot for you. It autofocuses. It does what, what is called face tracking. So you don't have to constantly know what you have to do to fix the focus. Make sure you're holding it a certain way. The camera does all that heavy lifting for you. Then you can just get creative with what you want and the final product. So post edit, have like a certain look. So if you want more of a vintage look, then you do that in post. Um, but the camera itself will take care of everything. And I just kept thinking about it. F finally, just made my decision on Canon cameras. And even at that, Canon had this other camera that's still a DSLR. It's not mirrorless, um, but it still had some capabilities when it came to video. But after a lot of research, I saw that Canon M50 did exactly what I want. I believe in what can I use? I'm kind of going back to journaling. What can I use to make this very quick and easy and not take a lot of time? Uh, and I can grow it. So the Canon M50 just had a lot of features that convinced me I took the plunge. I went for the M50. And at five ninety nine on Amazon right now, that's the link I put in the show notes. Pretty good price uh, for, for those six hundred dollars for a camera. Yeah. So the when I think for the better part of the year up until about uh, Black Friday, they were eight ninety nine, and that was just the body itself. Uh, they wouldn't sell they wouldn't sell the the kit cam the kit lens. If you wanted the kit plus the body, then I think you were looking at about a thousand. Um, but right now, I'm not sure which deal you're looking at, but that sounds similar to the one I got, which is $599 or $580 something. It comes with the body, it comes with a good kit lens, plus it came with the adapter. And that adapter is super important because this is the adapter here. Um, it's a new camera that it's a new line from Canon. But what if you do have other lenses like I did? I have the T3i and I have extra lenses that goes with it. If you want to use your other lenses from your other Canon cameras, then you just use that adapter, put that onto the body of the M50, then you can lose, use any lenses with it. You're not limited only to the kit lenses that come or were specifically made for M50. So that adapter just opens the possibilities even wider. Where did you, um, where did you pick yours up at? Amazon. Okay. Yeah. So the right now, the deal, uh, and you're going to want to look around on Amazon. I'll provide a link that 599 is not with the adapter, that version, but you'll want to, you'll want to look around. If you're thinking about buying one of these, you'll want to look around there. 
787 for the deal with the adapter uh, right now. But again, you want to shop around, especially on things like this. And I think especially because Canon just lowered the price on some of these. You're right. It was 899 for a while. Now you're going to find some various varying in, in prices. What have you, what kind of stuff have you shot so far? What have you enjoyed shooting with that? Uh, so I went on a hike uh, about two weeks ago, took some nice, simple pictures. I also went to um, like this forest where they lit up. It's called Enchanted Forest. It's Christmas time. So they lit up the whole uh, garden with these lights and in low light, again, coming from a person who doesn't know a lot of video stuff, the camera did a lot of amazing heavy lifting for me and made me look like I know something about them. Uh, so I'm just already already I'm already amazed at the simplicity of just point and shoot using the automatic feature and using the video feature. I tested the video feature out today where I wanted to see how good does it track your face and if how responsive is it when I select a different spot than just my face uh, and it quickly responds. It's amazing. And I just, I, I'm just, it's kind of like the Apple watch. It's like, ah, oh, this is why I bought you. <laughs> like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're doing that video, uh, the one problem I have with my DSLR is you get the, zzz, 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 mm-hmm. the autofocus that just, it makes the video almost unusable because it's constantly trying to focus. Um, how is it when you're in, when you're actually recording, uh, are you kind of locking that focus in? Are you letting it do the autofocus? And then is it pretty smooth? That's the one thing I've always seen from people with mirrorless cameras is, you know, they're switching it around and it's focusing, but you're not hearing that. You're not seeing the physical uh, focus. How has that been? It's super fast and smooth and it doesn't like, so you don't get any fuzzy, like the noise isn't there. The transition is super quick and you're not getting any of that. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That's what I ran into with a T3I. That's why I gave up on my video. When you said yeah. you gave up on video with that, I was like, <laughs> I have done the same exact thing. I've switched to my phone because I just, I can't deal with it. And as a one person show, sometimes you don't have the option to have someone back there doing a manual focus uh, with you in the frame. Yeah, I'm going to try to share my screen so you can see something that I did today. Very simple. Um, me just make sure that that's big enough but yeah it's super responsive quick easy and i'm only i I have a lot of ideas just by doing those tests i'm like okay now we're in business because before screw it like it was just too much time to figure this stuff out and do you think that that is that i don't know enough about photography to know if that's the lens you know, obviously the lens is where the focus is at. So maybe, you know, on the mirrorless, if you were to put that mount on and use a different glass on there, uh, maybe it would, you would still have that problem. I don't know. Is it, is it because of the glass that comes with it? It, from what I understood on like the research that I did, it is because it's mirrorless. So the responsiveness is quicker Okay. and the light is quicker. And then some technology they're using, I, I should know this, but it's, um, like the eight, it's kind of like Intel for computers. So they have this technology for cameras, especially these newer ones. The latest technology makes that responsiveness and, and autofocus a lot quicker, which is why I went with this one as opposed to uh, another DSLR that they have. It's called SL2. That was just as competitive because it has that nice, rich Canon look that everybody loves about it. But it doesn't have the sensors that the M50 has, where it gives you a bigger picture range to choose from. 
so that if I want to select a tree in the background and not my face, it quickly just transitions for you. So it's both the technology and the mirrorless things just working together. Okay, perfect. You might have me convinced on this one. We have Jim convinced on the Apple Watch, <laughs> and I might be trying to pull the trigger on an M50 because I have that same problem, and I'm all video. Um because honestly, now with photos, we always have our iPhone with us and it does such a good job. I mean, obviously not the job of a DSLR. My DSLR still takes better photos, but not enough for me to go whip that out and make sure the battery is charged. So, yeah, I want to see this video. Though. I'm, I'm interested to see. Yes, yeah, so you won't hear anything because um, it's really just about the the image. But so I just a little play on it. I put the camera in the trunk and just wanted to see how quickly does it um, transition to see who where I'm at. So you see how quickly it does that. So I'm talking into it. It's tracking my face. It blurs out the background instantly. No kidding. Yeah. And so I'll move it Dude. about here or almost there. You see that I'll, I'll select the tree and my side of my face just goes blurry. Like that's how responsive it is. It's super quick. So does that have a touch screen or how are you selecting that tree? Touch screen, and that's the best uh, part too. All touch screen. If you if you have um, you can set up quick buttons. So if I wanted like a nineteen fifties look right now, I can quickly do that within the camera on the go. I don't have to import it and then export it. It's all within the camera. Oh, Addie, are those your wheel tracks going up on the grass? There was that <laughs> no, you. No. <laughs> Addie was doing off roading. <laughs> yeah. In the park. But hey, great that you could see those. Like yeah. you can see those Donuts really. In the field. <laughs> um, it, the jitteriness. If you're watching the video, the jitteriness comes from the fact that she's trying to um, screen share. Yeah. yeah, screen share. Yeah. So, and this is just a basic um, picture, and I don't know if it's coming through on the video, but just the details of this cloud going over the hills, like this is in it in itself was amazing. Um, I and this is a kit lens, and so is the video is kit lens. I'm not, I haven't upgraded yet. I talked to Mike Murphy, and he's like, get comfortable first, and then upgrade. Um, here's another simple picture. I should take more, and I, I will take more. And here's another just basic um, crowd picture here. But it's just simple things like that that this camera is just amazing me, especially the video. The videos were really just blew my mind on how easy it is. Um, I don't know how to stop screen sharing. Oh, there we go. And I think that's what a lot of us are looking for on these nowadays. And I noticed that I think in the specs, it said 4K at 24 frames per second. Um, is there, you know, when they say 4K, what, do you know what they're calling the specs? Can you jump down to like a 1440p and do it at 60 or 30 frames per second? So that was the down... That's the downside of the camera. I think well, at that price point, though, I mean, that's still amazing that it does 4K at 24, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it okay. doesn't go any higher than that. And then it it does a crop feature. Um, so you would have to choose your 4K selectively. You have to know what you're doing with it. You can't depend on um, a lot of the... If you want a nice wider look, then you're probably not going to like how it responds in 4K. I'm not going to use a lot of 4K and I, I don't feel the pressure because not a lot of people are adapting to it yet. I would say in about another two years, yeah, 4K is going to be important. As of right now, from what I want to do and from a learning perspective, I'm really comfortable what this camera does have to offer for the 1080p, 60 frames per second. The low light stuff is amazing. 
Um, so yeah, I'll be making a lot more videos this coming year because of that camera. Does it do any slow motion at 120 to 40 frames if you jump it down to a low enough resolution? It does do slow motion. I just don't know the frame, uh, the per okay. frames thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be cool. Because I'm the same way as you. I think, you know, I do a lot of stuff. If I were to get in, you know, get back into this stuff, 1080p with a sharp looking 1080p with a camera like that. I mean, that is going to be sharp looking. The focus is great. I don't think anyone is ever going to complain. Um, I think some people obviously like the 4K stuff, but I don't think, like you said, there's any really pressure to do it. And you could do it. And 24 frames is honestly, that's the great cinematic effect, right? You're not going to have the smooth 60 or 30, but a 24 is still more than good of it, especially if you were filming everything on that single camera. That would still look really, really sharp. So the fact that you can do it if you need to um, Mm -hmm. is nice. But You could jump down lower and get the higher frames if you want. Yeah, man, I'm sold. You did a good (laughs) I'm. I'm close to this hover hovering on buy button. On I just right I just wish I had more footage to to demonstrate, but I'm it's it's fairly new to me, and I'm just trying to get comfortable with it. Um, video is just amazing these days. I um, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, Jim and Mike, but I actually ride a motorcycle, and I put a camera. It's not a GoPro, but it's a camera that goes to the side, and it's just amazing how technology you're able to. Like I, I rode a motorcycle four or five years ago and they didn't have this tech where you can have the camera on your helmet and it takes legit good footage. Right Now it's supreme 1080p. I can see people's license plate in post footage. I can see people's faces. I can hear them. The audio is amazing. So I think video, the, the, the people behind video right now are making some amazing stuff for us to simply use it and get out what we envision and not just like import it into your computer and find like, whoa, how am I going to turn this messy image into something that I think is worth sharing with others? Addie, do me a favor, um, mute mm-hmm. your camera and then bring it back. We got, okay. we're at a little sync with you and all that screen sharing that we were okay. doing. Just a reminder while you're doing that, you may want to, for this part, you may want to head out to the YouTube video. And uh, just come over to theaverageguy.tv and then put in slash HGG383. That'll take you right to the page that has the video on it. If you're listening to it, you can head out to our YouTube page as well. Just search The Average Guy on on YouTube and you can go out there and get that. We have a live page as well. If you just search, uh, I don't know what you search to get the live. The Average Guy live, I think, maybe something like that. I should know all those things. But uh, tonight, uh, we'll blame it on the cold and the cold medicine. Uh, We don't. Addy, great review. I think you've got Mike Weger sold. He, I see the eye of the tiger as I'm looking. Well, yeah, it. you'll notice I have the Amazon page open. Here. I'm just reading all the specs and everything. I'm, I'm extremely <laughs> interested in this because that's exactly what I'm looking for for that style of camera. And obviously, flip out screen, right? Yeah, yeah. That's I'll one show. Thing I'll demonstrate that. I I got I got my helmet too, by the way, to show you like the technology nice. when it comes to motorcycles. Um, Let's see. So this is the camera on the motorcycle attached to the helmet. And then that's the little camera. Uh, this little thing right here is the 1080p that's camera. Nice compact right there. Yeah. It Let's doesn't get in the way. Yeah. yeah. You don't ever want these cameras to get in the way when you're riding. Because people do put GoPros on top of their helmet or right, right in the chin. But then that's just adding weight where you shouldn't have weight. And, and it throws, at least it threw me off. Uh, and then this microphone that comes along with it. Really clean audio. 
for phone calls. People always tell me if I ever pick up a phone call and I'm riding my motorcycle, like, wow, I can't tell that you're on your motorcycle until you've come to a stop and you can hear the little, the engine in the background. Other than that, it cancels out the road noise really good. I listened to two YouTubers who it's called the ADV. Yeah. ADV adventure China. And they do their podcasts on their motorcycles using exactly now they've front mounted their, um, their GoPros, but they, they, they do that using those microphones. And I was always wondering how they were getting such clear audio in their helmets. And it's that. Yeah. So it's called a Cena. Yeah. Cena 10 C. That's the exact one that I have attached to my helmet. Um, The audio is amazing. They give you two different types of audio inputs one little microphone that you can attach with inside inside the helmet that goes to the wall or the the one that I showed you. I don't know what that one's called, but two S- different types. S E N A is Cena. Is that correct? Was- C or sorry, let me see. Let me double check. I'm I'm cracking C E N A N C. Yeah. S-E-N-A. S-E-N-A 10C. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that uh, microphone, is that in on the inside as well? The one that you just showed us? Is that tucked inside? Yeah, it's tucked inside. It's okay. connected. It comes with the camera kit. So you don't Physically have to buy. Connected. Yeah. So um, you'll, I don't know if you can see it here. I can probably brighten this lamp a little bit. Oh, there we go. So here is this cord right here. Yeah. Let's see. That cord is the microphone and the antenna. So there's also an antenna so that you can listen to AM, FM radio if you want. Oh, nice. Um, Also, the antenna does help with range so that if other motorcyclists are on the road with you and you want to connect with them, you just kind of hit it like one, two, three to accept their call and then you can start talking to them. So it's uh, two-way communication. Up to four other riders can connect to this device. So the then other, there's a, a speakers on the inside too. So speakers and microphone. Yeah, speakers, microphone. Um, it's really hard because my helmet's black, so I can't. Yeah. But the the little helmet, the little sound, I can even detach it. So that's the speaker. Adding, not only are you the coolest person that I know, but you're you also rode a uh, ride a motorcycle. No kidding! <laughs> like holy cow! Uh, that's pretty awesome. But yeah. So yeah motorcycle video tech like i'm just really amazed with what people are doing with cameras these days and video especially making it so easy because from the beginning video has always been it just takes too much storage it's a battery uh, juicer it just drains the battery super quick and just to see these devices come to life now where you can have this canon with this small battery, it's super light. It's not heavy like a DSLR. It's compact. Same thing with the motorcycle thing. And they last, these things last a good time for the amount of storage that you get and the quality that you're getting from the images. Oh, so flip side. So this is the yeah. full rotating. It's oh, touch awesome. screen. Um, touchscreen and rotating like yeah two things so i have a nikon d3300 which we mainly got for photographs i got it for my wife but i was trying to use it for video no flip screen no touchscreen it's impossible to and like i told you you know the autofocus issue so like as a video guy and as and a solo man there's no way you can run it there's just it just doesn't work i gave up 
Yeah, that's the problem with DSLRs that don't have like it, it, that's the problem I ran t- in, into. You need to get at least um, at the very minimum an extra helper to help you. Hey, make sure I'm in focus. Hey, make sure this is happening. Right. Uh, well, when I do this, it, it's just too much work. Whereas Canon and Sony, Sony's the other uh, competitor to Canon that has brought this new tech to make it super easy, super simple, and quality. And this it. is how this is how big the batteries are. They're super thin, lightweight. You can buy extra batteries for it. I think I bought the two pack for twenty. Those are the same Zmoto uses those for their cameras. That yeah. same size. And then standard uh, standard SD card. Yeah. So um, which which one did I and get? Single or dual SD cards? Single. Uh, I think I have it attached to the computer right now. But it's so you have to make sure it's a U3, a 10, right. Class C, things like that, just so that it grabs the video footage as quickly as possible. And it's gonna have it's gonna hold its storage. Um, if you get a normal SD card, then you're probably uh, I think it will it would even reject it at some point. Makes sense. I was really envious of my so my uh, mother in law was a former photographer and she has a really nice camera dual card and actually you can save the raw to one and JPEG to another so you would have two sim two cards at the end one with all your raws one with all your JPEGs I'm like okay that's that's pretty cool <laughs> obviously that's gonna bump under the you know two three thousand dollar range but uh, you know we're on such a fast trajectory with these cameras uh, Addy you're telling me this camera six hundred dollars I mean it it was only what two i think years ago i bought this one for probably that same amount and this just doesn't have any any features the prices on these things are just plummeting uh yeah. plummeting is not the right word but coming down so fast it's fantastic for for people like like me who i'm like hell, oh, you know i can't really justify spending that but hey if this were to get down into the 600 range like this one is that's a lot of features packed into a camera for 600 yeah and what i like about it is that uh some of these type of technologies it's either you either have to just accept that it's good for one thing and not other things whereas yeah. this camera i love the pictures and i love the video both in hand i don't feel like one suffers more than the other the video is super cool the autofocus that it does with the video is amazing that autofocus is also brought into picture mode so the pictures that you take with it it's it's amazing so i can only imagine when I do upgrade the lenses, it's only going to get better from here. Uh, and once I learn, you know, aperture and all those, uh, Mike Murphy was telling me some triangle thing, so like the aperture. And the, yep. Yeah. So the I exposure triangle. There you go. Yep. I have a lot to learn, but um, yeah, I can only imagine someone like you who who does know all that stuff. You can do amazing things with this. It would be fun. How well, is the onboard mic? It's good. It's pretty clear. Is that clear. what you've been using when you yeah. do your test videos? Yeah. Okay. It's super clear. I also have uh, like a portable road mic that I can input, put it yeah. in, uh, put, use the input. So that's actually... Yeah, the battery powered one or the, no, or the non-battery powered one? The battery powered oh, one. Oh, nice. I bet that um, one just sounds amazing. Combined with that video, with that microphone, I bet that camera's just top notch. Okay, yeah. that's cool. And then it has the Wi-Fi. So that's another cool feature about this oh, camera. Really? You take pictures here. It almost instantly just sync it up with your phone app and you have the pictures and video on your phone. The video takes a little longer. In I full haven't quality? taken full quality. Wow. Yeah. Um, this also takes the new technology that they're doing with pictures, which is um, 
compressed raw images so that you can take more raw images and they're just compressed. Um, I don't know if you've looked into to the compressed raw images. I've looked into Apple's new format, or maybe it's not Apple specifically, but what is that called? D. It's a. It's. It's. I don't know if it's that exact compressed raw, but same sort of high efficiency. I think it's HEFI high efficiency file format um, or something like that. high efficiency file image HEFI. I think something like that. I think it's um, very similar. Just yeah, Canon probably just calls it compressed. Yeah, yeah. raw CR three file. So much so, I take a picture on my iPhone, and if I don't export it from the iPhone, if I just pull it off directly and try to open it up on a Windows machine, it's like uh, I don't know how to open this. Yeah, uh, it's in this weird format that I have no idea how to run. So I actually have to export it out of my iPhone out of photos. Um, interesting. Okay, very cool. And you said this camera does that natively. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. And you can you can also choose if you don't want compressed or raw images, uh, you can just go with the JPEG. Okay. Yeah. We need to put Addy on with Mike Howard, Jim. Well, <laughs> she and she mentioned Mike Murphy. Like, yeah. we're, we're gonna have to have Murphy on here now. Like, I'm I've started a photography podcast all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, we Mike cycles. Murphy knows a lot of things. We uh, go in cycles. Yeah. Well, the last time I had Mike on, he was like, "Well, I don't you know I don't." have that many gadgets you know he's gotten really minimalistic but yeah. we could bring him on now that we've done this and a whole bunch of people are going to buy cameras now yeah. especially mike yeah uh we man. could we could have some great conversations about all the tools needed to uh to make these things work i think that the motorcycle tech we just we just we spent 10 minutes on it maybe i think there's some really cool stuff embedded in that in helmets and not just for motorcycle riding. I think those could go on ski helmets. Those mm-hmm. could go on snow snow uh, mobile helmets. Right? There's a lot of the usage uh, in that space. I would love to be skiing and have all that. I rigged up. I have a skiing helmet that I rigged up that way myself. You know, I put, I wired in uh, earbuds. I wired in the microphone underneath here so I could do all that. And I thought it was pretty cool when I was talking to people on the slopes. That that was pretty sweet. But this, yeah. that's the, the gear has gotten pretty serious. Oh, yeah. Cena is, um, there's other tech, but I think hands down motorcyclists and um, I think skiers do use these cameras. Um, they, it's easy, it's super, the uh, quality's clean. So, like you're saying that people actually podcast, they use that audio to podcast. Yeah. And there's a reason because the, the audio is really clean. Yeah. Um, it you also put it, senses, it fits in a gimbal too, right? So, you could mm-hmm. put it in a gimbal. Yeah. And, and, and do it that way. Yeah. And then you can also use it with Siri. So if I just say H Siri and she turns on, or you, uh, I think I tried it with Google Pixel. It also picked up that way too, because it's responsive uh, Bluetooth wise. So it just, just like your phone would act in your, in your car with the blue tech, Bluetooth technology. Uh, so it's, it's the same thing with the device here on the Sina 10C. Um, it's amazing. I, I'm, I, I love it. You can control the volume really quickly. It's, you can just see uh, it just has one wheel. One wheel that you turn for volume. This is when you accept riders. Um, this back here is to hang up. So there's there's quick buttons because the thing is, you're on a motorcycle. The last thing you want to do is be messing with your head. Like, right. I need and you have to gloves on, right? Yeah, most, in gloves. most cases, you have gloves, so it needs to be... It's right. just got to be big and bulky and well, it's cool. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Nice. <laughs> Addy, you, you, <laughs> you brought it tonight. Let me just look, let me just say like, 
you kind of surprised me on all this. Get like I didn't. We there's some things we didn't talk about yesterday that you just brought in here that were pretty great. So thanks for <laughs> like a couple. I don't know. A couple months ago, I think I or maybe a month or two ago, I reached out to you. I was like, "We got to have you back on." You're like, "I got some stuff." And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, yes." Um, so great job. Uh, we did tease out a little bit about the T-shirt, and we are considering uh, some new designs. Uh, anything? I, we said maybe a long sleeve and maybe a maybe a hoodie. Is that uh, is that possible? Yeah. So I, I don't have a design to reveal today. But you're going to have to stay tuned because that will be available soon where we will have the long sleeve and we would have a hoodie for you. And it's going to be uh, very specific to the year. So you're going to want in on this one because the OGs are out. Now we're going to go forward with new designs to to kind of own the 2019 feel. Yeah, nice. There'll be a 2019 yeah. And so um, if you want to pick up the OG, that's going to be available, I think, maybe until the end of January at this point. So head out to the averageguy.tv slash shirt. That gets you there. OG, once once they're gone, they're gone. We're going to take them down. Uh, like Addie mentioned, she's going to do a new design for 2019. Uh, kind of a playoff of what we currently do, but something unique to the year. And uh, I'm looking forward to those. Uh, I need a hoodie. Who doesn't? And I've been getting into long sleeve lately too, so uh, you'll want to you want to pick those up as well. We'll um, we'll probably do like theaverageguy.tv/store. No, let's do swag. So theaverageguy.tv/swag. It's not there right now, live people. <laughs> I need to make it, but uh, we'll do theaverageguy.tv/swag for the store, and that'll because we'll have multiple products in there that you can go in there and buy. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay. We need a, we need a mug, Jim. Okay. Well, Addie, what do you think? Can we? We can, we can make that happen too. All right. All right. Yeah. Guy.tv slash swag. Let me just write this down so I don't forget about it. And uh, so that's coming up. You'll want to get the, if you haven't gotten the OG that uh, Ryan says, so does that mean my OG shirt is going to go up in value? It absolutely will. Yeah. Maybe not tomorrow, but it will. Eventually, Ryan. I don't know if it will or not. But you, those too. If you, yeah, you got. Uh, Anna has I, one, and I have one. I need to get one for Sarah before they go. That was right. actually that made her Christmas list. I actually think she'd rather have the 2019 hoodie. She likes wearing hoodies as well. My daughter would probably take the hoodie. Oh, so Anna, Hannah yeah. will want a hoodie for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Hannah's a hoodie they'll, they'll they'll want the hoodies. Um, for sure. I think those will be really really popular. Uh, Joe is asking for a Stein. So oh, I don't know. We we'll 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 like we'll kick out at least a mug and uh, a hoodie and a, a long, long sleeve. sleeve. You have a Stein, like you know, business in the morning, party at night, kind of thing. You know, coffee in the morning to get you going. That's right. That's right. There Some you go. nice Brickway Some... beer in the evening. Yeah. You had to say Brickway beer, didn't you? I had to say Brickway. You had beer. to tease me because that. I'm still upset that their uh, holiday beer is not at my local Hy-Vee. You got to go downtown and pick I it up. Know. I'm just I'm just never down that way. My office is out here. I'm out here. <laughs> Uh, maybe make, I can. I never maybe, make it past 132nd, Jim. I don't drive tomorrow. I can swing by Brickway for you and pick that up. If if I was a good good co-host, I would swing by Brickway because I'm down there every day. So no, I just so. need to. Well, you know what I need to do, Jim, is like where we've been. I've been going past there to go on vacations, and I'm going. We're going down to Fall City this weekend. I'll just on my way out of town grab some and take it down. I'm sure my father-in-law would love that. So yeah, yeah. That needs I, to there you go. There you go. Good call. Addie, thanks for racing home tonight, and thank you for, for being on here. It's always a joy to have you. Thanks for coming out on Saturday mornings. We, we do ask the podcast coach. We get to see you 
out there as, as well. I think you filled in for me over there when I can't make it on Saturdays. But appreciate you coming out tonight. Thanks for all that you do for the community as well. Where do folks find for your podcast planner stuff? Where do folks find that? Well, first of all, just thank you for having me. I love, there's a reason why I continue to come back to the show. Like, I love it. It's fun to talk tech. I don't have a lot of people to talk tech with and just share, you know, how I'm using it. And I get a lot of value hearing how you guys use tech and I upgrade the house and things like that. So thank you for um, allowing me to be part of this. Like, it's it's really cool. I feel like I'm part of the club. You're super welcome. And we're glad you you brought the uh, the overall uh, female value of the podcast <laughs> up just by being here. So uh, we we get Emily in here from time to time as well. But yeah. thanks for for representing the ladies. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. And everything. Just go to thepodcastplanner.com and you'll find all my links there. If you want to follow me on social media or if you're interested in podcasting and want the planner, just go to thepodcastplanner.com. That's the best way. Super good. That'll be in the show notes. We'll get to, I'll work on those. I have a very, very late project for work that I have to work on tonight. I have to stay up till one for it. So I'm going to try tonight. Uh, Mike and I are going to talk some crypto in the post show. By the way, you only get the post show. No, that's not true. But you do have to head over to Patreon to get that done. Theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon if you want to catch the post show in crypto. Mike and I will stay on and talk a little bit about that. But I'm hoping to stretch out tonight a little bit longer because staying up till one is going to be tough and I'm, you know, I'm not feeling well, but I got to stay up to one to get this project done. Uh, so I'll be doing that tonight, Mike. Well, I was just going to, I was going to tease a little bit for our people for next week. Uh, we're doing a show next week, right, Jim? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Perfect. So, uh, I've been doing a whole network server rack, you know, you guys, it had been a month and I hadn't done anything to my server rack. So obviously I needed to just totally wipe something and start new. Uh, so, so we, we, we went away from PF sense. I, I still love PF sense, by the way, still great. Went to untangle also fired up a new unraid box. So next week, if you guys want to hear about kind of my experience, what I think about untangle, what I think about, um, doing two unraid boxes in the same home, uh, you know, I'll be talking about that a little bit maybe next week, if not in the regular show, either in the pre-show or post-show. So I'll work that in at some point next week. So if you guys want to, if you, if that tickles your fancy, uh, let me tell you, if you're into routers and if you're into PF Sense, and uh, you definitely want to hear about Untangle. So yeah, stay around for the holidays. We're not taking any breaks. Uh, Mike talked about that, and then on the third, Paul Brarin is coming back. And Paul, listen. If you're not catching Paul Barron, like there, those are great shows. They're all great shows. I don't know why you would miss any of them, to be honest with you. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. Lots of great stuff going on here. And uh, you should, we've gone long enough. You should catch us live. Come out and join us during the holidays. You're not working anyways, right? Most people are taking the holidays off. Come back next week. If you're listening to this, maybe early in the week, or maybe it's Christmas, or maybe you're traveling and you're listening to us, come out and join us next Thursday live. We'd love to have you out here um, to get that done. If you're listening live, stay around a little bit for the post show. With that, we'll say goodbye.